there's a lot of people that don't actually know what they want. And so they're just kind of going after what their parents want, what their crew wants, what their best friend wants, what their partner wants, instead of really getting clear what they want. And so, yeah, we teach people how to listen, men how to listen. Dear Men, this week's guest is Melissa Davidson, a certified sexological body worker and clinical hypnotherapist. And I just wanted to mention a few things before we jump into this episode. First, if you're not familiar with what sexological body work is, don't worry, we'll get into that. But I did want to touch on the difference between sex therapy and sexological body work. This is a quote on the difference. Sex therapy gives attention to the past in order to help you heal from it. Sexological bodywork brings attention to your current sexual situation so that you can build the skills to meet your goals. It's similar to coaching because the focus is on getting you from where you are to where you want to be rather than unpacking how you got here. The other thing I wanted to mention is that we talk about something called one-way touch in this episode, and I just wanted to clarify the term. So one-way touch means that the practitioner may touch the client during a session, but the client does not touch the practitioner, and the practitioner is fully clothed. So this is similar to a massage. If you've ever received a massage, your therapist is touching you. You are not touching the massage therapist. Also important to note is that sexological body work is not sex work, i.e. going to a prostitute. Just wanted to make that clear. Okay, without any further ado, let's get started and definitely listen to the end because I have some cool announcements about the podcast coming up after the episode. I'm wondering if you can speak a little bit to your background and how you came to do the work that you do now in the world. Cause I know it's a journey. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my journey technically kind of starts back as a child, but I'll, I'll move through adulthood. Um, I was a rent- restaurateur in Los Angeles and I had a raw food restaurant. And so I helped folks, transform their eating habits, their relationship to their food and their bodies. And I knew that that was really important for folks because there was a lot of healing that could happen. Um, And my curiosity went deeper. There were some of my clients and people that would come into the restaurant that would really succeed with big change and some that would lose their steam and sabotage themselves. So it really led me to study deeper the psychology behind our choices. And it led me to study hypnotherapy. And so thinking that I was going to be in the health and wellness field, like with food and weight loss and things like that, I went on a study for over a year with one teacher in Santa Cruz. And as I went through that training, I realized I didn't want to talk about food anymore. I, it's a passion of mine, but I was so ready for a, a change in topic. And I knew the importance of our subconscious mind. I knew the power of our mind. And so I was, think I was doing a speaking tour 
and speaking at a festival. And there was a gentleman that approached me after hearing me speak about the power of hypnosis and how to apply it. And he asked me, he said, can you help with sexual dysfunction and issues, especially in men? And I thought, yeah, I don't know why not. I mean, if you have the right tools, you can kind of you know, plug in whatever the issue is, is what I was thinking back then. And so we had a really powerful talk and we ended up doing a session there at the festival. And during the session, something really lit up inside me. Something really grabbed my attention and I had a fire inside me. And so, and it was because we were talking about sex and intimacy and his relationship to his cock and his relationship to his sexuality. And I thought, wow, this is, this is really exciting. And I was right there and with him in this experience um, and just curious. And so after that session, I went on to talk to sex therapists, to other hypnotherapists that specialized in sex and intimacy. I went to other sex educators and people that were in the field of sex and relationships, because I wanted to see what other people are doing and what are the options. And so that kind of led me on the journey to, you know, I attended SFISI, which is San Francisco Sex Information. I studied with a a well-known hypnotherapist, Amy Marsh, who uh, taught me how to, how she applies it to sex and intimacy issues. I got mentorships from other folks and ended up finding my way to somatics. And because I felt like, yes, the mind and the subconscious are really important, but so is body-based learning and erotic skills. And so that what, that's what led me to study um, Joseph Kramer's work, Psychological Body Work, which is, there's a Somatic Sex Education Association based in Canada. So that's the school that I went to. And ever since then, I've been kind of adding my tools and really honing in what my niche or my uh, focus is, because there's a lot of ways you can apply this information. So that's basically, in a really small nutshell, (laughs) my my journey. (laughs) Yeah. And can you say a little bit about where you are now? What I'm curious about is the men that you're, that you're talking about is, are they, are the men that are coming to you, for example, do they fall into a demographic? Like they're mostly single men who've never really been able to perform sexually the way they want to, or felt free to express themselves, or are they divorced men who are getting back into the game, realizing that they have some dysfunction like who what's an example of a few clients that have come to you what have they come to you great question you know I would say all of it I have a lot of men that are very disconnected from their bodies they don't feel a lot um I don't want to point out a specific demographic but men that use their minds a lot uh computer programmers planners overthinkers think men that haven't done a lot of body-based things Also men that are, you know, detached or feel shame in their sexuality, men that have a history of being embarrassed about their power or their masculinity, or maybe they've been in an abusive relationship and they're learning how to be with women and trust them again. Um, So yeah, men that have been married and deep partnerships, men that are, are, still married and want to juice up their sex life. So it's kind of all over, but a lot of my clients are men 
um, you know, some into their 70s and some as young as 23 that have never been intimate with a woman and are scared to death. So, (laughs) yeah. Four. So, yeah. So let's say that a man comes to you because he's having trouble um, getting erect or staying erect with a partner. Um, How are you working with that man? Because I think, you know, sexological body work, I don't think a lot of people know what that means. And I'm wondering if you can kind of walk us through how you're working with a man like that, for example. Yeah, so somatic sex education, and you can visit the website, but essentially it is body-based learning. So we are working with, um, you know, breath and movement and sound and awareness. We're bringing um, sometimes one-way touch, not always, but it's, it's, it's like going to the gym and having an ally there to coach you exactly how to do like a deadlift, for example. Like you can sit with a therapist and talk about a deadlift. You can look at pictures and see what a deadlift looks like in the stages, but to sit with someone and have them coach you exactly where you are, um, that's a different thing. And so we bring in, um, we call on a lot of things, but like I said, we, we teach them how to be present in their own bodies. Cause a lot of times with erectile stuff, if it's not having to do with like low testosterone or something else, it's generally the man isn't in his body. And honestly, this isn't really talked about as much as it is like with women, like a lot of, there's a lot of like, you know, pussy power happening and like our emotions show up on our genitals, but it's the same thing for men. Uh, I feel like a lot of the male clients that I work with and my colleagues talk about the detachment that happens, or, you know, they have to be a certain way instead of sensitive and listening. And like, for example, there's a lot of my clients that are having intimacy too fast or too soon before they're actually ready. And then they wonder why their cock isn't working. Um, or maybe they are really into the woman or the man that they're with. If, for example, they're bisexual or queer um, and they're not listening to the cock, they're just, they just want intimacy or touch. And so they're overriding where their body actually wants to go with this person. So I teach them through coaching and body work and breath and movement. What is the body actually wanting and can you ask for it? And can you be authentic in, in where you're actually at with somebody? And you'd be surprised how easily this, this thing can resolve itself. Because a lot of men are not listening to their bodies and their cocks. <laughs> so you're saying that maybe there's a man who doesn't want to have sex with a woman right away, but feels like he should because that's what an alpha guy would do. In yeah, our or... Yes, that could be part of it. Or maybe he doesn't have the erotic skills to understand that there are many different ways to be with a partner or a woman that doesn't include sticking his cock in her. Or um, a lot of men really want to go slow and connect and build the energy. And if you haven't learned how to have a variety of experiences with someone and your go-to is just to have sex when all you really want to do is cuddle, that's what we teach men and we give them permission. Because I think also this, this goes both ways. They're with partners that are in a hurry as well. And so I don't want to like 
I don't want to say it's always like this, but I see a pattern with the men that I see and the women that I see. And we want to peep, we want to have clients really get honest about what they're ready for, where they're at, communicate their desires, communicate, you know, ask for what it is they want, what they're not ready for and, and communicate deeper. We, we don't have enough of this happening. And so if all you're used to getting is the intimacy is having sex, then that is a very narrow way to connect with people. You mentioned the patterns that you see in men and women. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yes. So I see and experience um, women not being able to communicate their desires to the men and just going along with whatever intimacy is happening. And, and again, going too fast and then regretting it or going too fast and never reaching full arousal. And then they harbor that because they don't know how to speak about it. And then we have men who who are going, you know, trying to be masculine and, and bringing their full arousal and going too quick and not checking in explicitly. Is she enjoying us? Would she like to go slower? Um, what other things can, ways that we, can we connect here? So there's a lot of people getting together and not explicitly slowing down and talking. And so back to that man, let's say you're working with a man who's working on, um, he's having trouble getting it up or keeping it up. When, when you're working with that man, are you actually touching his body? Like, I think this is something that if someone were to hear about sexological body work, you mentioned something called one-way touch. Um, and I'm just wondering if you can explain a little bit about like what this actually looks like when you're working with that individual. Absolutely. So just to clarify, sexological body work is a certified practice. It's a deep modality that people go into a deep training for, and they're trauma-informed, they're pleasure-focused. They often work with other professionals like psychotherapists and stuff. And we wear gloves, and we are not engaging in sexual activity with our partner, with our, with our clients. We're not engaging as their lover. That's a different modality entirely. And so when I am working with a client, sometimes it is just coaching. And I write down some very specific exercises. Or we can do some things with his clothes on. And we can follow his arousal and just do, you know, some heart holds, for example, or just listening. I mean, every client and every session looks and feels so different. So I'm, I'm going to give you some options and ideas. So, and also the, I work with clients over a course of time. So when I first see a client, they're not going to jump on a table and get fully nude and we're going to, you know, do this thing. It's, it's a very slow, very mindful practice where we really get into like, what is it that he's really looking for um, with intimacy? You know, what are, what are the ways that his body responds? And I, you know, very much again, like the coach that gets in and and is very curious. And then we might, and again, another thing to remember is um, it is client centered. So if he doesn't know how to ask for the kind of touch that he wants and we don't go there because that, that they don't lay down and get something just done to them like you would a massage. This is very slow, very mindful, and it isn't for everyone and isn't for every client. And sometimes men can get a lot out of coming in and getting coaching and even me giving them very specific exercises like a mindful masturbation practice to take home with them. 
Um, sometimes their partners will come in with me and they'll do the touching and I'll do the coaching. But sometimes um, when I feel touch is in in alignment with growing and learning and the boundaries are very clear, then I may apply touch again one way. And this isn't engaging in a relationship or experience. This is a very, I, lack of a better word, it's very clinical but someone doesn't really know about their body of arousal unless they're actually in it. So I can't really coach them on their breath and where their tension is and where the sticking points are unless we're in it together. And so I will sit there and I may show them, you know, strokes on their own body or they'll show me and I'll coach them and we'll talk through it. So yes, it is a very intimate experience, but it's, I want to make it really clear that it's not an experience like a surrogate partnership where we're engaging together. The touch is very much in service of this person learning about their body. Do you find a pattern of um, tension in a man's body that when he starts to get aroused, the breath either like shortens or there's an energy block somewhere or tension is held in his stomach? Like, Do you find that there are patterns of like, that's where his shame lives. Like when his, when he gets aroused, the shame kind of like shows up as an energy block or as a, a breath blockage. Do you find that? It, it can. I think the breath in general, when you breathe more, you're opening up the body, you're relaxing the body. Um, you're able to slow down. You're able to have more body awareness. There's a lot of men I'm working with that have never learned how to breathe from their dantian or their lower belly. And also, if you're someone that ejaculates quicker than what you would like, having a good relationship with your breath and slowing down is a powerful tool that you can use. So, yeah, like, let's talk about the results that your clients get. Let's say that this man is coming to you because he, he wishes he could get hard with his partner and be able to last longer. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing clients getting those results after three to six months, nine months, a year? Can oh my you speak to any patterns like that? I know that it's, I know it depends on each client, but just as a generality, since you work with a number of clients. It's the results are way faster than that. I want to also mention that just because the cock isn't hard doesn't mean they can't engage with their partner. So there's that. Um, Teaching men how to love their bodies, even if their cock is soft. There's, I know a lot of men um, and colleagues that report, you know, having the greatest orgasm and erection, not erection, but the greatest orgasm and pleasure with a soft cock. So there's that. And then also, um, I have a, it's very usual, very common for a man to come in and say we do like a couple coaching things just to drop in. We give him some tools, like get him deep in his body, his breath, his awareness. And then let's say by the third or fourth session, we do some hands-on work. I see results sometime right then and there, or they call me back and say, wow, Melissa, the tools that you sent me home with did this, this, and this, and I'm having, you know, the best, you know, orgasm or the best, you know, erection ever. Thank you so much. So the results are typical as long as there's not a medical issue or something like that. But generally, um, I find that 
men come in and they're like, yeah, I can't hold an erection or, you know, I can't please my partner, but because I teach them how to go slow and feel in their bodies, you know, or sometimes they report, I can't last very long. Well, in the office, they're there and they're present and they are surprised at how their body responds. Why? Because I'm teaching them how to slow down and let their arousal build. Um, that's really encouraging to hear about the the level of results and also just the timeline around it. Um, is this what we're talking about? Would you say this is what you mean by adult re-education, sex re-education? Absolutely. Or is that else? Yeah, adult sex re-education can just be, you know, most of us, I don't want to speak for all the demographics, but we live in a culture here in America where sex information that's pleasure-based is, is not really talked about. It's starting to be talked about more and more, but it's very, you know, there, there's, there's all this shame and uh, <laughs> all this stuff like pent up around, you know, either religion or like, you know, you need to do it this way or no, you can't like those kind of bodies. There's all these messages that we're given and so we are re-educating adults how to be in their bodies again and how to ask for what it is they want. Because usually we're not taught. We're just, you know, it's don't get a disease and don't get anyone pregnant. And that's the wrong approach to take care of, you know, young adults that, that want to have intimacy. We are not, we are not ta- openly talking about it. And when we talk about people you know, enjoying their bodies and going slow and teaching them how to keep each other safe and having language, then there's way more choice and there's conversations happening and there's less shame and we build communities that way. And so I find a lot of adults, especially that grew up in the, you know, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, that all come into my office and they're re-educating their bodies. They're able to be in a safe place where they can explore their authentic desires. You know, are they into men? Are they into women? Um, are they living authentically? Are they, you know, in their power as men? You know, that's important. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to hear about that a little bit more. A lot of the clients, the men that I work with, that's a big part of their journey is stepping into their power, becoming more assertive in their lives and with women and really being able to stand for what they want, go after what they want. How do you find that that shows up in the work that you're doing with men and how do you help them access more of their power? Well, it's, I think it's great that you brought that up. I, I actually work in a retreat called the Apollo Project. And I, and I work with other men who are doing this work and that can guide them because I can, I can give them a feminine reflection. But I think, the, I think having also male help, for, you know, help from other men is really a crucial piece. You know, if not right now, but like, as you're moving through the path, I think it's, I think it's really important. And also you brought up some interesting language about going after what you want. And so I think that is powerful, but it's teaching men to also have the sensitivity so that they aren't just taking, but they're asking and then getting and receiving. Do you see the difference? And so, yeah, that's a more powerful place than just 
roar, like go out and get it and ask for what you want break down those walls. Like, that's great. We want men to do that, but we also want them to be sensitive, receptive, um, really clear in their intentions and really clear what they're asking for. And also be able to hear no, whether it's a job, a date, uh, a sexual encounter, like we need men to actually talk about their desire and hear back what the answer is. So it's consensual. And then that's what make that, that's what makes that powerful. If that makes sense to you. Yeah. I've noticed a lot of the men that I work with uh, are so afraid to hear no, that they're not asking at all. And that's kind of what I meant about going after what you want of like, I see what I want and I go pursue it. And that comes from a place of power of, of accessing your desire and then your, you know, ability to go after it. Um, and I guess, yeah, that's what I meant about like, do you see that show up in your work in terms of when a man is more in touch with his cock and his, his energetics that that sort of translates to his life and he's more able to, you know, with discernment, like you're saying, with sensitivity, go after what Yeah, definitely. Because if if a man is really in tune with what he wants on the inside and he has the language on how to share it and to hear yes or no or maybe or have a conversation on, you know, what the other person, especially if it influences someone else and be able to hear where the boundaries are, then that is a power place. That is, that's where the juice is. We teach men What's happening inside, whether it's desire, you know, arousal, wanting this job, wanting, you know, to take this woman out, wanting to, you know, start up company, whatever the thing is, does it match your actual inside? Does it resonate in you or are you running on a program? And then be able to express it or go through the motions, you know, because I feel like there's a lot of men that we work with. This works with women as well, but there's a lot of people that don't actually know what they want. And so they're just kind of going after what their parents want, what their crew wants, what their best friend wants, what their partner wants, instead of really getting clear what they want. And so, yeah, we teach people how to listen, men, how to listen, bringing the inside out and having those worlds really have resonance. And then that way they can really show up in a powerful way in their truth, in their power. They're having conversations or getting consent. They're making shit happen for themselves because there's no question. I love that. So we're going to start to wrap. Um, and I'm wondering if you have any, you know, I know you need to practice confidentiality, but do you have a favorite client story that you can tell in terms of let's say why a man came and then what happened for him? I have so many. I, I honestly should write a book. Um, I, I'll talk about the most recent one. I had a man show up. He's probably not even 30 and he shows up devastated because he doesn't have a lot of um, experience. And this could go for someone that's maybe been married for 30 years. Okay. So not a lot of experience. And he also had this idea that his cock was small or too small. And I was able to do some work with him that really educated him on. Now, it wasn't done on my body, obviously, because I don't engage um, sexually with my clients, but 
just through like careful coaching and some education, some sex re-education, teaching him about the female body and pleasure and slowing down. Um, he was able to connect with his partner completely differently and felt way less shame. I, w- I don't want to say it was all gone because that does take time, but he felt more powerful how to be a giver of pleasure because he didn't, he, you know, he didn't have a lot of experience, exper- you know, having pleasure in his own body. So you can't really give what you haven't experienced for yourself. And so teaching him how to be in pleasure how to pay attention and be attunement with his partner. It just changed everything. And so I get emails like this of people that are just like, wow, thank you so much. This goes deep. And I'm able to have nurturing, powerful um, relationships with this kind of guidance. Wow, that's a great story. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's really inspiring. I feel like it's a good segue too into um, – your work and how people can reach you, but also sexological body work. And, you know, you use the word we a lot because you have a lot of colleagues around the country. Can you just talk a little bit about how people can get in touch if they're interested? Yeah, definitely. So I am, I am located in Austin, Texas, as well as Northern California. So you can read more about me at bodyjoy.org. You can also visit Facebook, The Apollo Project, and you can find out more about the specific men's work that I do with another band of colleagues that are amazing. And if you want to um, know more about the modality, which is gaining in more popularity and the kind of people that are involved right now are, are really changing lives big time. So you can just Google somatic sex education and read more about this, this important movement that's happening. So that wraps up this episode of Dear Men, and I just wanted to take a moment to talk through a few changes that I'm going to be making to the podcast, which I think are going to be really cool. So I am going to turn this into an interactive podcast, and that's going to involve you guys. So basically, starting in April, I'm going to be doing a theme each month. So in April, the theme will be owning your power. And The way it's going to work is every um, episode that I do, I'm going to have a guest, but I'm also going to be telling you guys to fill out the survey for that month. So to join the Big Sexy Data Set, you just email me right now. I'm working on getting a thing where you can just text me your email address, but for now, just email me your email address to dearmenpodcast at gmail.com, and I will email you the survey for that month. So this next survey will be on owning your power. And the way it's going to work is when you fill out the survey, you can choose to stay totally anonymous. Everything's confidential. Or you can fill out the survey and then check a box that's going to say, yes, I would be interested in talking about this on the podcast. So similar to the way that we do Girl Talk episodes where we have a panel of women who are talking about a subject, I'm going to have a panel of you all, of listeners, at the end of the month. So I'm going to have guests throughout the month about owning your power. And then at the very end of the month, the last episode of the month, I'm going to reveal the results of the surveys, of all of the surveys that you all submit, whether anonymous or not. And I'm going to select three to four people to join me on the podcast so that you can talk through your answers. So you'll always have choice around whether you stay anonymous or whether you are interested in being on the podcast. So it's all going to be interactive. I'm pretty excited about this. 
So again, if you want to participate, if you want to join the Big Sexy Dataset, which is the group of people that I poll that I use for my surveys for my sex research, just email me at dearmenpodcast at gmail.com and I will add you. And over the next few weeks, we are going to be um, wrapping up this regular version of the podcast and moving into an interactive version of the podcast. So that's going to be really cool. I'm also going to be talking about my products more. So I have two courses that I sell on my site. One is called Please Her in Bed, which I've mentioned a few times on the podcast. And that is, that's for men who want to be the best lovers they can possibly be. And it's based on my research of 1,067 women and really focusing on what makes a man incredible in bed. That is um, now available for $97 on my site. It used to be more expensive. And I dropped the price because I want more people to get access to it. And I also dropped the price of cock control, which is my other product, which is all about overcoming erectile dysfunction and premature ejaculation. So that is available for $69. Um, and the last thing is I'm probably going to start doing some advertising on this podcast. I'm only going to be doing ads for products that I really believe in. For example, if you listened to the episode about the O-Nut, O-H-N-U-T, the O-Nut, it's a sex toy for couples that can really help if there are women who have pain during penetration. It sort of helps modulate how deep the penis goes in. And I really believe in this product. I think it can help a lot of people. It's recommended by GYNs. It's woman-owned. I really believe in it. So I'm just uh, letting you know I'm going to start doing ads, but I'm only ever going to do ads for products that I really, really believe in, that I want to get the word out about, that I feel like are going to enhance your sex and relationship lives. So yeah, those are some changes coming up. If you ever have any questions or want to get in touch, it's dearmenpodcast at gmail.com. And I'm really looking forward to it. I think 2020 is going to be a big year and I think it's going to be really exciting.